Okay. Uh, I won't stick up, sir. No, we just stick with the subject, not the callers. Okay, good deal. Um, I wanted to tell you that I, that I agree with you, and in many instances I don't agree with you, but I couldn't agree with you more in what you said tonight about the way the media treated it. And I actually called to discuss another point, and that is something that the, uh, the, the Mr. Jack, uh, the guy who runs the planetarium. Jack Horkheimer. Thank you. Something that he said which I think should be should be looked at and analyzed. He compared he compared this to a to a plane accident and the risk of, of going up in the shuttle to the risk of a plane accident, which is fine per se, but it's ignoring the fact that the shuttle is publicly funded, whereas a uh, an airliner is a private enterprise that people pay to go on. We're paying an incredible I don't know the actual figures. But as a taxpayer, and you as a taxpayer, and me as a taxpayer, and everyone else who's listening as a taxpayer, is funding this thing. My personal opinion is a boondoggle. Let me give you a figure. The shuttle itself, just the shuttle by itself today that we lost, yeah. cost $1.1 billion. Okay, there you go. Now, I want to clarify one thing, and that's that I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not at all anti-space exploration. In fact, I'm strongly in favor of it. But I'm in favor of it from a different... Uh, with a different emphasis, the current space program, particularly the, uh, I, I don't feel the same way so much about Apollo. I think going to the moon, I can almost even, as a favor to Jack Kennedy, carrying it out, I think was all right. But this space shuttle business of carrying out uh, endless repetitions of orbits of the Earth, uh, you know, all year long, with men at an incredibly high price is simply not justified. And I'm not an expert on the subject, but I did hear one gentleman earlier, who apparently is, there was actually a worthwhile piece of news earlier, believe it or not. They had an interview with a guy named uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Edward Gold from Syracuse. Right. Mm -hmm. On uh, he was on some sort of commission, some sort of governmental commission. He uh, from the beginning advising uh, Congress on whether or not to go with the space shuttle from the first place. And he he's the one. He's an artificial degree of sense of national emergency and grief and panic and whatever else. Heaven forbid we should ever have a nuclear war. I can just see it now, and there will be Tom Brokaw or Dan Rather or somebody sitting on the screen announcing to us that radar shows beyond a shadow of a doubt that nuclear weapons have left the Soviet Union, and we have launched nuclear weapons that are on the way to the Soviet Union, and we'll be right back with a further word on it after this word from General Electric. Twenty-nine minutes after ten at winds, and let's go to Hollywood. Hello. Good afternoon, good morning, or whatever, Neil. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. I can remember I am from Minnesota, and uh, there's a big crash with the uh, Las Vegas deal. Uh, people are coming back from uh, Las Vegas after uh, the gambling. Right, and, I remember. Uh, again, it was the same irresponsible journalism. Uh, a local radio station sent a uh, you know reporter out there to interview the families and how they felt. I mean, come on, uh, you, you can see how they felt, of course. Uh, you know, and I can remember that madman who blew up off everybody's head in McDonald's and they asked an employee, uh, how do you feel about this? And she said uh, uh, some words he can't use on the radio. Yeah. But uh, of course, what are you going to do? I mean, I cannot, like you say, I cannot believe that we are turning that insane with the TV. It's ridiculous. I feel very sorry for them. You know, I, I guess uh, 
when I see crap like this today, and believe you me, I was ready to throw a, throw something at the TV set and not uh, turn it on again. I, I feel sorry for us as a people, because even though I've never overestimated the intelligence of the American public, I think the American people are basically a decent people, and I think that we deserve better. And I think that a tremendous disservice is being done, again, in the name of profit, in the name of expediency for profit's sake. And we're really paying the price for it. We really are. We've become a nation of uh, of jello brains. You know, and it's like uh, when I see a TV set, it's like uh, you see the guy with a nice wool suit, the nice cotton shirt, the nice silk tie. I mean, what are we watching? Uh, uh, Mr. Fashion, or are we watching the news? Or, you know, I wonder that myself. You know, are we seeing a sex god of a man or a beautiful woman, uh, you know, as a sex god to or whatever? I mean, that's I like you say, it's for profit, it's for ratings. Uh, yeah. You know, the same thing with uh, Phyllis or George first with CBS. You know, hey, I think uh, if I saw a good-looking woman talk about sports, I'd get, uh, I'd get excited about it. I mean, so it's for profit. I cannot believe how irresponsible our TVs are getting these days. Yeah, okay. Have a good night, Neil. Love thank, the program. Thank you. 1031 at Winds, the CBS Morning News on television, of course, which was here in Miami yesterday and this morning, we have just heard, uh, is now moving to the Cape, tomorrow at least, and perhaps for the balance of the week. So those of you who think that I'm overreacting, I can assure you, if you didn't see the graphic and tragic pictures today, if you missed the first 2,000 demonstrations, tomorrow and through the rest of the week, Believe me, you will have ample opportunity to see it over and over and over and over and over again until you begin to believe that it wasn't real, that it was something out of Star Trek or Star Wars or Buck Rogers or uh, any of those things. But it certainly can't any longer be real after you've seen it the first 500 times. And Steve Daly mentioned the grotesque pictures on the evening news on the local newscasts that we have to watch of the bodies and the blood and the gore and the lifting of the sheets so we get make sure that they see all the gore and all the garbage we talk about journalism they ought to be some of these people ought to be ashamed to even utter the word Waterhill, hello hello mr rogers hi um I got a few points, and I believe I have uh, a bit of a unique perspective on, on the whole thing. I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, okay. But my thoughts were that uh, it was such an unbelievable thing. Um, it was a, the, probably the most beautiful takeoff that we saw. I'm a photographer. I was, I was very impressed. Uh, I wish I had been there when I first saw the replays of it. It, it would have been gorgeous photographs. And then this totally unbelievable thing occurs. Yeah. Um, the thing with the media coverage, the media were there. The media weren't at the bombings and, and the hijackings while they were occurring. They were there today. So we had the opportunity to see this live, to, to be aware. Um, it was happening right then, okay? And people like to know what's happening right then they get complacent later on well but wait a minute when you say it was happening right then what happened happened within a period of two or two and a half minutes right i realized that but they stayed on because the ships were going into the area and even though we saw this horrendous thing happen i think everybody and i still did even though 
I, I, I saw with my own eyes, but I still wanted to have a little hope for these people. And not to make these people any more of a heroes than the guys that were blown up in Beirut. The thing is, it was happening right then, and we still had a little bit of chance of, of hope. Well, wait a minute, though, but, but let's slow down. This is another one of the fabrications of some of the people in the media, and again, absolutely irrational. The, uh, and some of the NASA people also responsible for this. Uh, anyone who saw that, anyone who witnessed that explosion... It's, it's not a rational thought, it's just a human thought. No, no, but let me finish my point. Anybody who witnessed that explosion and really held out even the minutest bit of hope that anyone could, sur could survive that explosion... I had to be in a dream world. There was no possibility. No, I, I, I don't think it's a dream world. It's, it's that everyone still holds out a little bit of hope, even dying people. I mean, they still have that, that one little grain of hope, and it helps a little bit. The playing over and over of it, just, it, it made you believe it, okay? By watching it this... It, it made you believe what? It made you believe that it really did happen, okay? I heard it on the radio at first. And I came home from work, and I turned on the television. And I, I was crying the first time, and then I, I started thinking that it really did happen. And I think that's, that's why uh, it went on for so long, because first they were, there was uh, some type of hope, maybe some answers forthcoming with the ships reaching the crash site. They had said that it could float for an hour if it did come down intact, which... At, at that point, there, I saw a little bit of a clip where something was floating down, and it looked like something spinning, okay? And you could almost see triangular wings. I, did, I only saw that one time. They never showed it again on any of the clips. Did you happen to see that piece? Yeah, but that was certainly not the, uh, the capsule in which the... Uh... No, we're not talking about a capsule. It's a triangular-shaped craft, and that's, from, that's what I saw on there. Okay, and it looked like it was spinning, floating flat and spinning. So I, I wanted to see more, and I wanted to see if they would get any information. And the network stayed on because the, uh, the president started having talks, so they stayed on there. And then NASA said they were going to have a press conference at 3.30, which didn't occur. And it still hadn't occurred at 4 when I left for my other job in the evening. And it still hadn't occurred by the time I got to that job at 4.30. So but, but can I point something out to you? I, okay, but they had to fill in the time. Well, no, but no, they didn't have to fill in the time. This is the point I'm trying to make to you, is that television doesn't operate that way. Uh, in the history of television newscasting, I doubt that with perhaps oh, four or five exceptions, maybe a, a few more than that, but not many, there has never been a six or seven hour continuous reporting on any major event. Uh, the assassination of President Kennedy would be one exception, although even then I'm not sure that I recall that it went on uninterrupted for seven or eight hours. I, I don't think it did. Oh. Uh, and uh, I, quite frankly, I can't think of any other one in the history of television reporting. And what they generally do is they give us the information they have at a given time. They, they have footage to show us, which they did. They could have showed it once or a couple of times. And then we go back to the other programming. Not that we need to go back to the banality that networks are showing. But in other words, as to avoid this appearance of trying to create whatever it is that they were trying to create it wasn't necessary they were waiting they were hoping all they had to do was go back and at any point they would cut in 
it, when NASA had the press conference, when it began, they would cut into the regular programming, just as they did here on radio. We had uh, news bulletins from CBS all throughout the day. But the point was made that, that people were tuning in. Uh, people were calling friends up saying, have you heard about this? Uh, I stopped at the supermarket, and the news was traveling around, and everybody said, well, as soon as I get home, I'll turn it on. People wanted to see it then. As, as people wanted to see it then? As soon as possible. Let me, let me ask you something. Did people want to see the crash of that hot air balloon in the Midwest a couple of months ago? Did, were they calling up CNN saying, gee, I just got home and I heard about it. Can you show it again so we see it 100 times or 500 times this weekend? Do you really believe that? Do you think that's why they showed it uh, as often as they could get away with doing? More unique. As you said before, we have become complacent. We are, there is overkill on there. I agree with you. But... This something like this has never happened before. You think that people were? Do you think people were calling in saying, "I want to see uh, Krista McAuliffe's parents and the expressions on their face another 400 times before the afternoon is out"? Saying that all the things that they said were right, all the things that they did were right. I'm I'm not saying that. The thing is that people were hoping for answers. They were hoping for answers. This is something that had never happened. Well, but let me ask you this. When we had the plane crash in Dallas or any other major aircraft disaster, is there any person in his right mind who expects to get an answer within uh, an hour or two hours or six or seven hours? It's unheard of. It doesn't happen. But they held out the fact that the ships were on the way. They may have had some kind of answer. And I do know something about the NASA program from having a relative very, very deeply involved with it for the last 20 years and up until uh, about the 8th space shuttle and uh, they have the computers there the, the answers that they can come up with are so unreal okay very very few people can even comprehend every little detail that they know that is going on in those flights as they are occurring so something could have happened there so I see that point there but my other point my other point is that we are complacent but i believe there's a lot of submerged pride here in the american people and it comes out because it gets hurt and it was hurt to oh, i want to tell you something i'd be a lot prouder to be an american if we were feeding our poor if we took care of our street people if we opened up our mental institutions again including the ones that the president closed in his two terms as governor of california when he closed them up and put all those hundreds of thousands of people out on the streets i'd be a lot more proud to be an american if we had a social conscience and we took care of our people and we didn't allow people to starve to death and freeze to death in the winter time than if we set up another 50 space shuttles uh, with school teachers and gymnasts and acrobats and movie stars and again I'm not trying to demean anybody's memory but that's not what it means to be proud to be an American or a Frenchman or an Englishman or an anything man okay the American people also need heroes too we've we've always had them we've always looked up to them and since the inception of this program those people have been heroes to us and like I was born in 56 and like the other gentlemen we grew up with that people our age and they were heroes to us. This was something so totally new, and, and our imaginations were fired, um, and they were our heroes. So that's one of the reasons that it has hit so hard. 
the people who were on the on the plane. First of all, when you say it is hit so hard, that's all subjective. You don't know how hard it is hit. I and talked it, to a few people, and I work at a school, so there were students there, and it was very quiet. The mood was very subdued. Uh, well, I'm not suggesting that people were out laughing and playing today, or that people weren't upset by it. But when you say it is hit this hard, if there's anybody in my audience who believes, right, but I, I, ma'am, let me finish my sentence. If there's anybody in the audience who believes that this has impacted American society the way the television media has portrayed today, then they, they need a saliva test. No, I, I don't think it is as dramatic as that. But this is in one of the instances where our national pride and our, and our heroes have been hit very hard. Well, how about those Marines in, in Lebanon, in Beirut? Did that, did that affect our national pride when we sit kids over there to be sitting targets, to be blown up by kamikazes no. who don't even know why they're there in the first place? No. I cried today, but I screamed when I saw that on the news. Yeah, well, I wish the news media would have screamed as loud as you did. I appreciate hearing from you. Well, in yeah. essence, that's the what they're saying. Themselves, those people those of, uh, who have children in school, if they do not demand excellence from their elected officials, if the public will not demand it, you're not going to get it no matter how much you rant and rave. It is, it is our problem as citizens, and if we're not prepared to stand up to it, then that's the reality. Well, let me ask you a question, okay? Mm -hmm. if, if what you say is true, then how come last Tuesday all of America was so concerned about school teachers? I don't think they were. Okay, that's the point that I'm trying to make, and I'm glad there's at least somebody out there that, who's honest that, enough to uh, agree. Uh, the president was very effective in, uh, in locking on to that symbol, and I think for some reason, and I, it's me quite frankly a mystery why uh, those seven people as tragic as it was and God knows it was was certainly not as tragic as the 241 Marines who were put into a war zone without ammunition no question about it you know and why the public responded and why the the national media uh, hopped on to that and we had a week of gorging ourselves on on the details frankly mystifies me I don't know what orchestrated it or, or for what purposes my only feeling is they jumped on it so quick, and I do feel it was orchestrated, and the only thing that comes to my mind about the second or third day in, I think it was on NBC or I forget the... the yeah, I got, I got about 10 seconds. Uh, a individual in the 70s had x-rayed those uh, boosters and found the middle fatigue. He recommended to, to NASA that they uh, x-ray them before rebuilding them, yeah. and they turned it down as costing too much money. Uh, and anyone who knows anything about metallurgy knows that the only way you can tell is stress Yeah, I, I got to run. I got the news coming, but I really appreciate hearing from you. Nice talking. Thanks man. a lot. So many Very times nice. I have asked on the program to hear from people who remember it. It's not that many years ago when there were no metal detectors at airports or any place else. It was unheard of. And we have a whole generation of young people today who've grown up in this atmosphere and in this climate, and we just all go along and we accept that this is the way the world is supposed to be. And I'm beginning to understand, perhaps, a little bit better why we're in this trendy kind of mood. Because anything that we can indulge ourselves in to escape, even if it's tragedy like last week, anything that we can immerse ourselves in for a short period of time that will help us to tune out all of the reality of the world. Because we can't cope with it. We just can't cope with it. And I don't have any answers. I really don't. But I just keep asking myself, where the hell does this stop? Let's go back to your calls, and uh, we'll start this hour in North Dade. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Uh, regarding Graham and Hawkins, amen. 
Get rid of them both. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, I'm very uh, upset regarding uh, what are they going to do with the welfare recipients? They want them to get jobs, but yet they're not going to fund the um, vocational training to train them. I mean, they just can't go to an employer and say, here I am. Yeah, I agree. They have to train these people. Now, something else that I find very disturbing, um, the president, President Reagan has asked Congress to increase the funds for the DEA and FBI specifically to fight drugs. Uh, uh, why is he doing that? I do, they're, they're doing such a great job. We might as well take that money and burn it. True. I don't understand what's going on. Well, you know, the, the job that we are doing, if you call it a job, is such a farce and such a tragedy and I don't really believe that we have the will or the desire to fight drugs. I believe that at every, I don't believe, I know that at every level of our society there are people being paid off to look the other way or to become involved themselves just like we've had here in South Florida with cops not only peddling drugs but even involved in murder and anybody who believes that we're, we're really even making a dent in it or scratching the surface is no, very naive. want to increase funding? Well, you know, it's it's justification for people who work in those areas. That's job justification. Neil, I have something to tell you that's rather important. On, on one hand, this administration is, um, a lot, there are a lot of hungry people, and they can't get food stamps. And do you know what they're doing? They're going to these churches that are on TV, and the churches are, are giving them... Um, beautiful bags of groceries and then they're preaching to them they're clothing them and that's why you have so many new right wingers did you know this well i don't really know who the people What's are you're, i don't know who the people are you're talking about because i don't believe that there are that many people who are being fed and clothed yes, by they the... are quite a few and this is throughout the country all over the south mm -hmm. uh, uh, one of them is a 700 club i don't know what that is that's pat robertson oh, there you go yep see that and you can't blame the people. I mean, they're so grateful. Well, they're doing a good PR job. They would like you to believe that they're that they're dealing with the needs of millions of people. Ooh, uh, and it's, I, I, it's I, only a handful of people. I think that you're getting swept up in their publicity. I don't think that they're really helping anywhere near the number of people that they would suggest to you. Well, I heard otherwise. Well, where you heard it, I don't know, but I don't believe it. Very good source. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Miami Beach. Hello. Miami Beach? Once, twice, they're gone. Kendall, hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, good evening, Mr. Neal. Uh, I would like to express my opinion about the space program. I think the space program should be abolished. There is a lot of waste, you know, like spending billions and billions of dollars just for nothing, just wasting money and wasting human life. Now, I agree, I, I believe that that money that, you know, that they're spending in that program should be in education. Well, to go back to the caller just before the 9 o'clock news, we don't care about education, and the input here so far in the first 40 minutes is living testimony to that. We don't care about our teachers. We don't give a damn about education or the quality of education. All most people want for the education system to be is a babysitter for their children. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the bottom line and the top line and the middle line. There are some parents, of course, who don't fit into that category, but I think the overview of education in this country is that it is not terribly important, and we have become an increasingly 
anti-intellectual society. There is no, pre there is no premium that, on know, intelligence anymore. The government of this country doesn't want anybody to be smart. They just want to be the people of this country to be ignorant. Well, there's no question about that. This administration certainly is anti-intellectual. That's their whole thrust, is to undermine public education and to go back to the days of states' rights and discrimination. This, you know, this is a very... Uh, also, you know, I, uh, I don't know if you've heard, the University of Miami, you know how much it costs now to go over there? $25,000 a year. To go to, you know, to study a, a career over there now. Yeah. I believe it's, uh, it's terrible. The, you know, like I said before, that money should be, like, you know, for free. They should, they should free, uh, you know, everybody that wants to study a higher career, it should be free. And all those billions of dollars they're spending in that program is used for nothing. It's a waste of money, a waste of uh, human life, that's well. all. You know, again, it's a question of priorities, and if we had lots of extra money lying around that we didn't know what to do with, I would think it would be wonderful to continue exploring the depths of space and to continue sending people as far as we can and, you know, indulging ourselves in this exercise, in this kind of uh, Buck Rogers-type exercise. But in the meantime, we have so many other pressing needs, and we've got this enormous deficit, and we have to pick and choose. We have to select those things that are the most important and where we're going to spend the money, and the idea that now, all of a sudden, it's become so fashionable and so trendy for the majority of the people to say, oh yes, we have to do these things on time and we have to keep on and we got to send the next one up in June and no matter how much it costs, we're all in favor of it. Uh, there's something desperately wrong with our priorities. That's right, we are wrong. And no wonder, you know, you see all those young people, you know, turning into drugs and crime and killing. And I, I feel sorry for them because they don't have uh, no place to go, you know. They cannot afford to go to have a higher uh, career in their life. They are very depressed and uh, they're going down. Okay. Okay, thank you. Appreciate your comments. 914 at WINC, an open line and date, 624-0191. And we lost two people in Broward during the news break. We have two open lines in Broward, 764-0707. Miami, hello. Uh, yeah, Neil. Yeah. Hi. Um, I think, first of all, this uh, about building a new shuttle is ludicrous. Uh, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, we have three others, don't we? Yes. And, uh, you know, where are these people's heads at? And uh, to go around being worried about shuttles and advanced technology and everything, we should also be worried about technology, you know, in the future, near 2010. Because the children that are supposedly being educated now will be the scientists and, you know, teachers then. Yeah, very good point. And... Uh, I don't know. Can people really be that apathetic? Yes, they are. People are not only apathetic, but they're easily led. They want to be uh, like sheep. They are not only like sheep, but they want to be like sheep. They want somebody to tell them what to think and how to feel and how to react. And that's exactly what you've been watching these last eight or nine days. And I just can't believe that it continues. It just goes on and on and spreads into everything. It spread into the President's uh, State of the Union address last night. It spread into all of the public reaction to it and the budget proposals today. And all we keep hearing about is, oh, yes, we've got to spend billions for space exploration and we have to keep the program going and we have to do this and we have to do that and we have to compete and all of this other baloney and it's just a lot of mindless words coming from people who have been programmed into believing that this is what is uh, the trendy thing to say. That's true. That's true. If we could take one-tenth of our defense budget and put it toward education, we'd be a hell of a lot better off that way. You bet. Okay, thanks, Lina. Thanks for calling. 915 at WINZ. We have an open line in Dade, 624-0191, and one open line in Broward, 764-0707.
07. And as I said, I can't imagine that there could be any open lines at any time during this discussion, discussion tonight because America is all taken up with teachers and with education and with our young people. Uh, this, uh, if we are to believe all of the media hype and all of the... Uh, assault of words that we've been pelted with the past seven or eight days. Uh, this is the only thing that America cares about now. This is the number one priority. How that's possible beats the daylights out of me, but that's what we're supposed to believe. So let's hear about those teachers, and let's hear about education, and let's hear how much you care, and let's hear about how brilliant we are as a people. Uh, I think also in the news today, and I could be mistaken, in the same Miami News that had the article about the um, seatbelts, there was a clipping about literature in the last half of this century. I don't, I don't have it here in front of me. I guess I put that aside, but if I can find it, I'll pass that along because it was right on target. Let me just repeat in case you missed it from CBS at the top of the hour. A knife-wielding man has taken more than 200 people hostage aboard a Delta Airlines jet at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. An airport spokesman says it's believed the person is in the cockpit area of the L-1011 jet. There have been no reports of violence. The jet is parked at the Delta Terminal. And we'll bring you uh, more information on that as soon as it becomes available from the wire services and from CBS. 19 past 9 at WINZ on a Wednesday night. Neil Rogers with you till midnight. Bill Calder, the birthday boy, will be along at 12 tonight. Let's go to Miami next. Hello. Hello. Yes. How can you just sit there and cut down the space program as you are? That's one of the best programs we have going now. I hope one day to be an astronaut myself, and I believe the money we are spending is worthwhile. I mean, and this you're talking about you want technology. This is... Te I, ha I haven't said anything about wanting technology. I said what I'd like to do first is take care of people who are starving to death and people who need vocational training so they can get a job and feed themselves and their families. people have no reason to be starving. If they're, I mean, this is... We are the richest... One of, at least one of the richest. Well, then why are we allowing it to go on? How about people who are freezing to death up north? Are they doing it because they enjoy it? It's them allowing it. They should be able to do it themselves. Ah, that's what I like to hear. they got to lift themselves up by their bootstraps, right? Hey, they shouldn't be sitting there and just complaining and stuff. I mean, all those people sitting there on welfare don't need it. I'm not talking about people on welfare. How about the farmers in the Midwest who are starving to death? Farmers, do you ever, they, do, they you ever the, do, do you ever watch the news? Well, or do you just right. sit watching Buck Rogers? Buck, oh, come on. The, uh, the farmers, okay, that is a big problem. But, I mean, they have, I'm, we're trying to help the farmers, but still, that's... Are we really? What are we doing for them? I don't know. I mean, I've seen the rock musicians trying to help. Oh, I isn't mean, that... Oh, I see. It. So, in other words, every time people are desperate, we ought to have another concert. That's your solution to that. No, and no, all of the tax dollars we ought to use to subsidize the space budget. program. I mean, the budget's divided into different things, education and all that. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to go only as far as it can go. I mean, farming... They, they should be Yeah, able well, to hell with the farmers and to hell with the teachers and to hell with everybody else. We're going to send you out there in space so you can be a real full-fledged space cadet. 21 minutes past 9 at WINZ. We have an open line and date, 6240191. You know what that reminds me of? The other day they were asking school children, they were asking all these different groups of people, would they go up in the space shuttle? Now, of course, it's a loaded question to begin with, because if you're macho, you're going to be brave. You know, you're going to go up in the next one. There's going to be a line there. And the interesting thing, did you hear that CBS News survey? They have that young girl. I can't think of her name, but she does these silly polls for CBS radio. And she asks people these inane questions, and they bring her on, and they pretend that she's serious, which is amusing in itself. And she did this survey, and she breaks it down, and she's got all the demographics. And she reported that the older women 
were less inclined to travel on the space shuttle. The older men, of course, being more macho, they, oh, the majority of them would go. But among the youngsters, there wasn't much difference. The girls and the boys, the overwhelming majority said they would go. Well, of course, any child is going to say, sure, send me up. I want to be on the next one. I want to be a space cadet. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be in outer space. And what does that prove, I wonder? What does that prove? 22 minutes past 9 at Winds Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil? Yes. I got a few numbers that might interest the American people as far as all the expenditures of armament in space. With the cost that it takes to build one nuclear missile, we can feed the needy all over the United States for a whole month. With the cost that it, that it, that it takes to build a whole bunch, a whole three or four missiles with their silos, we can get free education, college education for the entire future generation so they can learn how to make this planet more survivable instead of learn how to destroy it. With the cost that it takes to build a few nuclear bombers, and that will probably tickle you the most, we can double the, the salary of the newly found heroes, the teachers of the United States. Yeah. And we can go on and on, but... Isn't it amazing we have heroes, many of whom are making twelve, thirteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a year? Yeah, they're really the newly discovered heroes. We can really double their salaries and make their efforts worthwhile, you know, instead of spending so much on, on, on uh, nuclear bombs and missiles and all that. Now, granted that the space shuttle, that the space program gave us a whole lot of technology and it's really a new frontier and it's exciting. No, no question about it. Yeah, but, you know, when you, when you own a house, what are you worried about first? Fixing the inside or fixing the outside? I mean, let's fix what we have here first. You know, let's let's make it more survivable and make it more more livable for everybody, and then worry about you know our backyard going out out, out of space. Yeah. Well, people have to come first, and that's why when I hear young people like this uh, guy, a couple of calls back here, this young man who's so adamant about you know he wants to be an astronaut, so to hell with everybody else and let them take care of themselves and Thomas let's, let's have another rock concert. You know, I wonder where he got his values from. But uh, if we really, you know, President Reagan and his State of the Union address so gallantly said, you know, they're taxing the wrong people and let's cut the taxes for the American family, and everybody gave him a standing ovation. I bet you that everybody that clapped their hands so eagerly last night went back to their offices and approving budgets for all those destructive weapons and space programs and everything else and completely forgot about what they're, they're really talking about is making the life of the Americans.